right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. It's a linear expansion in this direction and the other one. It has infinite length but infinitesimal gain. Timeline Earth. Only one dimension for you to meet your friends in meters on the line. Some nerve. Oh Here wow! Oh no! It's pa- it's pause coming. Of course, in. yeah. Pause on time. Yeah, pause Aaron, is on time. Still yeah, MIA. We're, listeners, we're two minutes before the start of the episode. Hey, pausey you're What's on. Up? You're you're live. Just because I I wanted to record us all being able to gangbang oh, Aaron wow. as he enters the room. That sounds like um, a wonderful idea. Yeah. So, but you got here early. We are. It is six. Wait, it is a certain time. Two minutes on a certain recording. day. Time on a certain day. <laughs> We're live. Wow. It's eleven thirty Wednesday morning. Oh, yeah, Correct. that's right. No editing. Mm. Um, yeah. What age was uh, the age that you started smoking pot, Car? Because I've noticed something. I, I th- <laughs> if I were to estimate, I, I would say fifteen, maybe sixteen. Why? What have you noticed? What is the? Uh, what is? I think I was probably about twelve. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, here it comes. Um. Well, I had a theory, but now he's coming in, so we'll get back to that. Just don't want to. Is that a black and mild you're talking yeah. on there? That is. That's a wine. Uh, all American. Okay. Oh, I can't do wines anymore. You're one of those wines. Why can't you do wines? I just burned out on them. I like the uh, jazz and tobacco myself. I recently noticed there's an apple flavor, though, and I can't find it anywhere. Hmm. Very interesting. How about okay. black and milds? Yeah. Hey, Aaron, how are you? I see you're early. One minute early to my chagrin. <laughs> really, he's about fifteen minutes early. We got into the listeners. We got into the uh, group. We got into it on the group chat earlier, where Aaron uh, baselessly accused <laughs> me of posting the link late. Uh, Aaron, what's going on? Why are you so upset? Why um, is Aaron so lying? upset? It's uh, you know, part part of uh, the white man's burden is timeliness. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, you know, building civilization and doing it on time. And right. uh, here at Timeline Earth, we are building civilization, we know and we what, need to be on time. We're we almost there. Aaron was reading three nights ago or whatever <laughs> that he brings up the white man's burden out of the blue. Um, what so was your the theory? Reason, my, my theory? Yeah. About why Aaron is mad or the theory no, about... I thought you were okay, talking about pot yeah, we're going back. We're going right back to pot. We're going right Throwback. back. I just wanted to be right Throw there. it back. So I probably started smoking weed. I certainly started smoking weed when I was considered a teenager, like freshly, 13 mm-hmm. probably. You started at 15. The Maybe. second question was, and this is certainly is the case for me, did you start smoking pot um, when it wasn't uh, to your parents' knowledge? And did you keep yes. it hidden for a while? Oh, yeah. Okay. Are we talking like real hidden or in the way teenagers think it's hidden? Well, like, well, yeah, that. For sure. No, I, I was really hidden. They'll also, never find it in the sock drawer. They'll never find it exhaling it from my mouth right here. I'm gonna know. I'm gonna know exactly when my kids start smoking weed. It's gonna be the easiest no, thing. Dude, and I, I, mean, I think they all think you get away with it. Car, you still think you got away with it? I, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the other thing, it, dude. I mean, it, isn't it your dad a, from like that generation where they were calling it like doobie grass oh, and like devil's dude. jazz grass? Just to give you an idea, dude. My dad got back from vietnam in like 1965 or like really <laughs> early 66 he's so old like it's, it's ridiculous the older guy it's like, yeah. i don't even think he it wasn't a thing like really for him yet um my yeah. mom's younger but um yeah i don't know man it, it i jazz see, cabbage but here's the thing was pa was a different sort like if i like let's just say i was 15 that was 2003 like it was a totally different the, like we were still 10 years away from legalizing it anywhere. It, like, and I grew up in the South, man, you would have got like, it, I, I had friends that got caught with like an, a, like a joint and went to jail. I mean, not like for, you know, not prison, but like oh got God. taken in for the night, not you know, prison, so, but jail. Yeah. yeah dude. Shit. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like you would keep oh, wow. it hidden from everybody. So you keeping it hidden. Yeah. Now, we're trying the to. The thing I wanted to prod into was uh, the, the young pot smokers will know um, the resourcefulness Mm, yeah with which the average pot smoker who's trying to keep it hidden has to go to 
in order to find a light for something. Um, for for instance, one time I made a Gatorade bong. Yeah. You got to be really resourceful. What I yeah. noticed was those um, tendencies, they're coming back. Okay. I like with that. With black That's and good. milds. With I didn't have – here's what I'm going to do. I didn't have a lighter. So I put the tip of the black and mild on my electric stovetop and just waited. I've been there many times, yeah. It worked. I yeah. was impressed. Mm -hmm. The next thing I'm going to do, I'm going to take a hole, put it in the – I'm going to take a hole. I'm going to put a hole. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Lindsey Graham later. Sorry. I'm going <laughs> to put a hole in a Gatorade bottle. Stick a black and mild in oh, it. Oh, you're going to gravity bong the black and gravity, mild? I'm going to gravity bong the black and mild and see if we can oh, get that that's, done. That's so, hardcore. Hold on. You're talking about gravity bong in the black and mild. Is yeah, that to imply it's already gone through the spliff conversion, or are you going to try and this gravity bong tobacco? No, this is a, this is no. This is what I'm going to – this right here is what I'm going to do it with. A pre-rolled black and mild all-American tobacco cigarillo. Okay, well, that's why I'm This asking. is not tampered. This is not because tampered Because it would with... be a shame to waste good Middleton brand pipe tobacco on a spliff. On a, on a quality bond. product. <laughs> Isn't this about what 90% of spliffs are made out of is black and milds? Probably. Dude, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was actually trying to remember how to do that. I was with uh, actually a listener of the show, and uh, we went uh, we we went hunting. And late night, we were drunk, and we were. I was trying to remember how we used to pack the black and milds, and man, I did I fuck it up. I'm so sure I could take a guess as to which listener of the show that is. <laughs> yeah, you might be able to. Yeah, dude, it 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 was. Uh, I I could not remember how we packed the black and milds. I mean, obviously, I can roll like. With a swisher, like you just cut it open, or like what just do they roll call it when you uh, take out the filter? A ski, a skibert? What is that? I don't know. My friend Joe used out? to do These that all the time. People are crazy. They yeah, do. Yeah, my friend things. Joe used yeah. to do that all the time. It was it's actually pretty ripping great. off. Get the him on the filter? podcast. Yeah, I might. Yeah, have you to. rip the filter off and eat it. I think I don't really know right, what. They, I, I don't know. All I remember was Joe. All I remember was Joe who dabbles in unfiltered Lucky Strikes. It's a clear difference. Oh, yeah. No, it's, on the cigarette. We would always horrible. demand Amazing. that Joe did that. Amazing. Oh, really? What's it called, though? There's a word for it when you take this, the, the thing out. All right. Well, listeners, let us know. In the co Someone's going to let us know what it's called. Someone is going to add someone. Rolling a booge or something? A booge, maybe? I don't, I don't know. know. We'll find out. I got news stories to the gentleman. I really prepared. And about only a quarter of them have to do with the Ukraine. So give it up to me. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's a pretty good ratio. <laughs> wow, man. I we'll get to this. Actually, Ron Paul wrote a great article as he usually is known to do. We'll get to that. Um and but I will start with the notion that we'll come back up later. And I think we hit on this last time. You still can't escape it. No. You still can't escape the news. It's been Inescapable. a week. Don't yeah. wars end already? Get a, end it already. Enough. Three weeks, four we, weeks, that's as long as I can... I thought we were a pro-blood podcast. Mm, yeah, as long as it's not, like, blowing but up now the timeline. it's boring. Now it's boring. It's become boring. Yeah. Boring blood is bad blood. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It has gotten boring. Yeah. It's just... I mean, uh, the problem is the lib shits immediately took over the Ukraine news cycle, right? Yeah. Sucked the air right out of what anyone else was saying about Right. It. As it's they so, do. Well, it's also so disheartening because now I know everything I read is fake. Uh -huh. And it's once the kayfabe breaks, I've got no interest. Right. I was sure. talking about a hot lady with a gun, and it was a airsoft. And it's like she's there was not gonna, an Instagram wanna, model with an airsoft gun. I want to yeah. watch hot chicks kill people. I don't. I want to see watch. like more Nazi shit. Like that's fun, dude. Well, they are still right. posting Azov. Well, here there we go. Actually, you know what? Content. Let's every take day. that. Let's whoa, do that right zoom now. in on that a little bit. <laughs> let's do it right now. I have this written down as a news story. I'm going to mark it off that we've just talked about it because we're going to talk about it since you bring it up, Car. Um, that car, you March 8th, up. this was yesterday, March 8th, 
Yeah, you did bring up. You did want to see. Say you wanted to see more Nazi stuff. Actually, yeah, you, you did. As a resident German Jew, I, I demand it. Oh, now you okay? Now he's a German Jew. It was a German, and then it migrated towards Jewish. Do I look Aryan to you? Um, no, I think you they were going like, to be rounding up my family look, and throwing. You them do in the look hole. like I wouldn't be surprised if they found your ancestors like on the step somewhere. You have sort of a Caspian. Uh, set of you know, there's features. a certain degree of swarthiness there that almost speaks to Bavarian blood. Uh, oh, swarthy. he's swarthy. swarthy. <laughs> so swarthy March eighth was... the swarthiest of the co-hosts demand more <laughs> Nazi shit. <laughs> <laughs> swarthiness to Nazi demand ratio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one to one on this show, and I t- intend to keep it that way. I don't know what swarthy means. Let's take either. a look. I'm just leaning in. Large, swarthy is what happens robust. when you're white, but also dark. Oh, tawny. That's the dark flavor of white people. <laughs> the, I'm okay. dark. I'm the dark white meat. Yeah. Yeah, d- the dark white meat. Okay. Well, okay. Well, to that end, Nazi symbols. March 8th, as you know, was International Women's Day. Celebrate them. Yep. Shout the- out to women. Shout, shout out, out to, to women, women everywhere, as this, uh, as everyone knows, we're a women respecting podcast. Shout out, unironically, to all women. they are good actually, despite yeah, they, what the internet they, says. They ha- they can be saved. We'll say that they can be saved. Well, March eighth was International Women's Day, and in the spirit of that wonderful and great holiday, NATO took the opportunity to tweet: "All women and girls must live free and equal." This International Women's Day, we think of the remarkable women of hashtag Ukraine. As if Ukraine wasn't going to see this. Their bravery, (laughs) strength, and resilience are symbolic of the spirit of their nation. The only problem, they tweeted a four-panel set of images. One was a goat farmer, probably. One was a woman with children. One was some sort of a logging woman. (laughs) <laughs> and then one was a Ukrainian soldier, probably from Mariupol, uh, who had a black sun patch on her chest. The bigger problem, it's a Nazi symbol, well-known one, Azov Battalion going on over there. The biggest problem, the NATO Twitter page has done this like three times now. It's getting, they sure have. How difficult is it Based. to find a Ukrainian soldier who's not a Nazi? Wait, Apparently... <laughs> quite difficult so, if i can play up to my brand for a moment and yes, tug on do. the scarlet thread that's in this mm-hmm. yeah i would point out that uh nato was an integral part of making operation gladio work mm. yeah and the fact that they are choosing to signal boost as of and constantly hiding little black sun patches in their photos probably means something beyond they just can't find non-nazis i think it's a little it's an easter egg it's a little easter egg oh look what it is look kids (laughs) there it is i have a a a theory about it that's not as interesting uh and it is simply that most of the uh uh combat the most uh dire of the combat is happening in mariupol in the southeast of ukraine uh, Mariupol happens to be where the Azov Battalion is based out of, and so I imagine that they have a larger presence there than some other part of Ukraine. And so that chick is probably just wearing, you know, armor that was given to her for a photo opportunity by Azov. Or the more interesting one is that she's some sort of a genetic super Nazi uh, who's here to defeat the Stalinist menace. Ukrainian you know. ultranationalist, multi generational. <laughs> That's the Foreign Legion from Antarctica, right? The super Nazis. The super Nazis. (laughs) And another question to the audience. Are the Ukrainians white? We're going to debate that now on the podcast. Are the Ukrainians white? Carcampit, are the Ukrainians white? Clearly, yeah. With those uh, swastikas and and, uh, what have you. I don't know. Yes? No? I don't know. Mr. De La Paz, are the Ukrainians white? That's an interesting question, actually. (laughs) And I think there's a very nuanced answer that needs to be found here. Uh, My instinct would be to say yes, because that's the actual homeland of the Scythians. 
who were, of course, one of the more successful successors to the actual Aryan wave. Yes. One of the more successful white groups. But the problem is Turkish migration patterns, and then beyond that, Mongol migration patterns carried both groups into the Ukraine as well. So I think this is really a situation where it's going to be a pick and it matters more about each person's 23andMe results individually as opposed to just saying oh they are or they aren't because there's a very good case to be made either way aaron thank you pause for your interesting contribution aaron are the ukrainians white well bird mm. let me tell you um i i i tend to agree with pause it's 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 kind of a, a hodgepodge of like ruthenian and slav and probably turchic or whatever and um i think the Ukrainians especially are uh, more more related to, like, Vikings, right? Well, so the initial Varanian patterns did go to the Ukraine before they settled the Rus. Yes. Yeah. So there's a good chance that there's a lot of Swedish blood there yet. Yeah, like go, like Scandinavian migration down the, down, what is it, the Olga or the Volga yeah, or whatever? Volga? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, settling settling in the Ki- Kiev Rus, and uh, like if you look Kievan. at pictures, even yeah, Kiev, even yeah. Rus, all right. <laughs> Anyone um, who's played Crusader Kings two with the DLC knows this, by the way. And I, now we're gonna switch programs it. to everybody's favorite sitcom, Kievan with Steven. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off there. Sorry, man. Wait. No, cut him yeah. off. He deserves it. Yeah. Cut him take oh. him out. But that's that. So Aaron says they're white. Yeah. Paz says they're yeah. white. Car says they're white. I'm going to say they're not white. That's what I'm going to say. Wow. All right. Moving on. I'm going to say they're not white. Now, next. Are up. you going to defend that position or just leave? <laughs> Probably it not. There? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just, just, just no. I'm going to do that. Now we got a lot more. We got a lot more. Uh, Car, was there anything, you know, as, as, as one of uh, t- two co-hosts, that being Paz is the other co-host and Aaron is the guy who shows up frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, w- what did you see in the news that really stuck in your craw? Because I, I, I might have something. I didn't take any notes. Uh, I took meticulous notes for last week and was railroaded for most of the episode. And in Correct. honor of International <laughs> Women's Day, I'm going to be butthurt about it today. And just be about it today. Well, all right. Well, at least you have your enthusiasm. I'll get. I'll do a topic for you. I pick this one up for you. Okay. Finally, we are getting the season of crypto. Mm-hmm. There's an executive order that has been in the works since last year. We talked about it when it initially dropped that they were working on this. It's an executive order Biden is going to sign, requires federal agencies across the government to report later this year what they are doing in regards to digital tokens. Per the report, the plan is expecting uh, to, to, to help businesses carve out roles across the government from the State Department, Commerce Department. They're all going to be involved. Regulatory efforts also will involve the Treasury, the National Economic Council, Council on of Economic Advisors, and the White House National Security Council. Bitcoin ended up rising into the spotlight once again because the United States and its allies began imposing restrictions on Russia in a push to isolate the country's economy and suppress its abilities to continue marching forward in its Ukraine invasion, which if you check at the, the, the value of their money right now, it's doing what I assume the U.S. dollar will be doing in about a year and a half from now. Despite being uh, a tangible alternative to Russian citizens who may now find themselves unable to send and receive money freely, talk about why, Bitcoin is likely unable to equally help the nation bypass Western sanctions altogether. However, U.S. lawmakers have expressed concerns about regarding such a possibility. This is particularly Senator Warren, uh, the chick who can't open a beer. We, we know we're very familiar with Ms. Warren. Uh, she sent a letter to the Treasury Department inquiring about the plans to combat an eventual Russian usage of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. She bluntly put it in the uh, document, scam investors ask, uh, assist criminals and worsen the climate crisis. Warren uh, called for federal regulators to stake, take steps to help drive out bogus digital private money. In the same sentiment, she echoed the United States government ought to create its own cryptocurrency to drive out the bogus 
digital private money. It was a sentiment that likely resonated with a lot of her liberal supporters. Uh, overlooked in Liz Warren's statement were her accompanying remarks, that is, about the digital currency uh, version of the United States dollar. Warren mentioned uh, that state-run digital currencies would help to increase uh, access to financial services for unbanked people and uh, easily implement monetary policies. Um, Car, how does that make you feel? Uh, <laughs> how are you doing? You okay? Everything's good? Do you have yeah, any confidence um, they'll be able to actually do anything? I actually am starting to think that the uh, wrench is starting to tighten things. But yeah, what do, what yeah, do you I, think? Think, I, I think that they're going. They're probably going to make some real plays to uh, add friction to the experience, um, particularly you know at the pressure points that they can control, which is on ramps and off ramps. So, um, but uh, and and perhaps they'll they'll you know they're they're kind of it, it's going to be tough because in order for them to, to affect Bitcoin, um, they're really going to have to pull the mask off. So that, that's what I'm excited for. I'm actually very excited for them to begin to clamp down um, because it'll be very, very telling. Um, and if, as long as you self custody your Bitcoin, there's not really a whole lot. I mean, I guess they can come after you as a soft target, but there's just so many soft targets uh, and it's been legal this entire time. There's so many innocent, so, you know, and when I say innocent, I mean, innocent in the public perception, soft targets that it's going. And, and there's also a lot of big targets. If you think about like Michael Saylor and, and people like that, um, I'm very excited to see them start to, to, to try to tar- uh, tighten the screws. I want to get this thing going. I want to, I want to, I want to, let's go. Like, let's fucking go. So point of order, if I can mm-hmm. have one here. Uh, the Federal Reserve did their prospectus report on the possibility and feasibility of a central bank digital currency. Was that last fall? Was that over the winter? Because that wasn't oh, too I think it was over the winter, ago. yeah. It wasn't long ago. It was a few months. Do we know what actually came of that? Because it wasn't no, an action going... plan to institute one. But there, obviously it's there was going the to discussion, inform this. right? Yeah, yeah, it's going to it's going to inform the executive order if it ha- if it if it I think it's written already. He just has to pass it so that yeah that's what i assume is that that went into informing this in in whatever way i don't know what the big picture is here i i I tend to assume um people in institutions can be both dumber and smarter than i give them credit for so i have no idea what what the end goal of this is Uh, to me adoption would be the path for any oligarch would be adoption and and learn how to play by new rules but they seem to be uh real go ahead car Here's what I, this is kind of what I think is going on. This is 30,000 foot, but I think that you have a number of smart actors embedded within these power structures, whether it be the United States government and whatever subdivisions you want to provide there, Russian government, that understand that um, they're going to look really foolish if they start to try to tighten the screws on Bitcoin use because People are going to continue to use it and they're just going to look weak. And then I think you have for every one of those people within whatever power structure, I think you have 99 that don't get it. And they're going to spout these words to sound popular, to sound, to get elected to. And what you have is you have this actual um, uh, almost adverse uh, relationship within power structures where most of the people don't get it. And are just going to sling words around and potentially pass bills that are self-harming to them. Um, while there is a small cabal of people across the world that probably do get it and do understand that this is their arsenic pill. Um, and they don't want people to, they don't want the rest of the power structure to force them into a position that they don't want to be in. They want to delay, delay, delay. Um, so I'm that that's why I'm very excited for this thing to get rolling, because I think Bitcoin is robust enough at this point um, that I'm not worried about state actors. And I would just rather get it over with sooner rather than later. So to your point about smart actors and dumb actors embedded within the system, I would point out that the smart actors are also the ones who are also capable of pulling the levers of power themselves to their own ends. Mm-hmm. The smart actors who remain in the system are the most powerful and effective ones. And as such, I think that if they understand the utility of Bitcoin, we probably won't actually see meaningful attempts, not successful ones, granted, but I don't think we'll even see attempts at coming for Bitcoin 
if they are in favor of Bitcoin. But I don't think it's a given that the smart actors within the system even are in favor of Bitcoin because those are the same people who have been shorting silver for years. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I think, uh, well, to put a finer point, I'm not saying in favor. I'm saying they understand the the beast that they have to fight and they understand that they probably don't have the tools to fight it. I'm not saying in okay. favor. I'm saying that sure. they understand the network. They understand the value proposition. They understand that the attack points and how probably impotent they are um, to to attack it. And so they want to delay because, you know, just like for the last 10 years, the, the United States government has re basically refused to provide clarification around, you know, it's like pulling teeth to get them to clarify anything. Why? Well, because they, they're going to look weak. And so I think that there's a lot of people that just want to delay, delay, delay. And then there's a lot of people that want to throw out words to sound good. And those two people are at odds within these power structures. They don't know it, or at least the dumb people don't. Uh, but there, there's the smart people probably want to just delay things and, you know, see if they can get an unforced error from, from the other side or, you know, something like that. But I don't yeah, think I, that, I take your point here now. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think more that they're in, than what I was in, understanding. You no, know, I don't, I don't think that they're in favor of it. Um, you know, now that being said, I wouldn't be shocked if, if they understand it, I wouldn't be shocked if they're accumulating it. Uh, and so that they can win both ways. Um, is your position to sum up your position, you're saying that Bitcoin usage is at a critical mass right now, that even if they do make the on-ramps and off-ramps as difficult as possible to access to normal people, that because we're at a critical mass of usage, that it, it will make a difference or it will make an insignificant difference. Is that um, pretty much your position? It, it may make a difference for, for a particular country, but I mean, again, you're going to have to clamp down on an entire globe, uh, which is going to be very difficult in, uh, between countries that often don't like each other. Um, but as, as, as far as a critical, yeah, I mean, 90% of the currency has already been issued. It's already out in the wild. Uh, so, I mean, what, you know, uh, and all the, the the only thing you have to do to um, convince somebody to accept it is have them download a 10 megabyte piece of software. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're at that critical mass. I'm not saying that they can't make it a nightmare for certain people, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't think there's really anything they can do at this point. Um, the only thing they, they could do is, I mean, I, I don't even really think there's anything they could do um, yeah. to to prevent well, it, to so slow it down. Other thought, know. sure. Uh, we have to think about just how many people are doing self-custody with Bitcoin. And I'm sure you're in a better place to comment on that than I am. But merely from watching the stock market and the fact that people who are compensated in stock at Coinbase have been consistently selling off for weeks and months now, says to me that there's something coming that could very well damage their value. And if the attack vector is then, of course, you know, people custodial services that could go i think a long way to damaging bitcoin because i'm not personally convinced that self-custody is uh, common enough yet for this argument to hold up or at least be a steel man argument yeah car what what in your opinion is like the ratio of people people that have self-custody and people that are storing it on an exchange well 100 percent of people that use bitcoin have self-custody there's a large number of people that think they have Bitcoin, but they don't, right? The, 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 those coins are self-custodied. They're just self-custodied yeah, yeah. by Coinbase. Yeah. So, so then what happens? What, what, what's, I mean, if those coins are stolen, they're going to be self-custodied by someone else. So, you know, I, I, your point is taken. Um, as far as the percentage of coins that are self-custodied, probably pretty high because almost all of those early coins that were that that were being distributed. I mean, for example, how many does Satoshi himself have? Um, now, those coins are probably never going to move, but um, you know, the the number of coins that are self-custodied is probably relatively high in your in in your you yeah. Know, in the way I should that say living. like I should say off an exchange and in somebody's personal wallet. Uh. Think that around ten to fifteen percent of coins are on an exchange. So eighty-five percent are in a personal wallet. Is is my understanding? Oh, okay. Oh, that I I've been fooled this entire time. I thought a vast majority was on an exchange. No. Well, going by going by coins 
versus wallets is also an important distinction here just because as car said a lot of the early bitcoins probably are in in, in but a lot of the early bitcoins are probably also held by a smaller yeah. number of people than yeah i guess i mean i believe number. i believe i'm looking at this like sociologically because if like when you say a critical mass I'm, I'm thinking in terms of like people like number of people and you're looking at it in terms of like coins well, that's, isn't, yes, uh, isn't that that is how well, the system is sort of set up is to think in terms of coins, not well, wallet holders, correct? Well, yeah, perhaps, but I mean, at the end of the day, I you know less than fifteen percent of all coins are on exchanges, is my understanding. So yeah. divide that up how you will, but fifteen percent of the network is is vulnerable to a to to state act state attack, I guess in that yeah. manner. I don't know. I mean, is, is which is that... which does point to its resiliency. Now, yeah, I, I don't mean, want to belabor this forever. But if a person ran the numbers and factored out those early adopter whales with tons sitting in their wallets that haven't moved in a decade, those people are going to be very wealthy later. But if you factored them out and just looked at active recent users, how much would those percentages shift? And I don't expect you to have the answer to that question, but I'd love to know what that number is because I think that's more relevant to the case that I at least am making. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, I, and I don't know. You know, I, I have no sure, idea. And I, I don't but, expect you to know, but as I said. I would say that, you know, compare, especially compared to when I first started dabbling in it, um, self-custody is is like um, has become a mission for uh, for a lot of people yes. and even including yeah. exchanges. Like if you look at somebody like Swan Bitcoin, they just they, they almost demand that you self-custody. Um, you know, the education available, the, the information available now is so much greater than it was five years ago, six, seven years ago, uh, that, uh, and, and, and added to that is that, you know, the, what, what are the reasons people are getting involved in Bitcoin now versus seven years ago, seven years ago, it was almost purely speculation and, um, like, uh, you know, libertarian nerds. Now people are getting into Bitcoin because their assets got frozen. And so like, you know, the people that are getting in now are saying or, or at least, you know, maybe their assets didn't get frozen, but they see on the news trucker uh, 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 bank accounts shut down. What can't be shut down? Bitcoin. Now, I understand that, you know, what goes on in my head is not what's going on in everybody's head in the world. Like I get I totally get that. But I'm I would just point out that the reason that people are getting are being driven to Bitcoin um, right now are a lot different than they were seven, eight, nine years ago. And a lot of people are seeing a massive inflation, but B, the like entire country is getting kicked off of international uh, monetary networks. So like there is a there is a a, a background noise here that is uh, creating different mindsets among new adopters than it was a while ago, and and that's you know that's what Bitcoin's here for. It's it's, it's here to, to to catch those who would be otherwise censored or inflated out of uh, a savings. And so, you know, I'm pretty optimistic about the future of self-custody, and I think it's already pretty good. Wow. I didn't think this was going to be a mostly Bitcoin episode so far, but that's good. Um, so as to continue to not belabor the point, let me just outline what the actual um, executive order is set out to do, which will certainly be signed. Uh, reportedly, as I said, federal agencies are going to need to outline and develop regulations and policies on the cryptocurrency market, what what is lost to me is um, who is telling these organizations and federal agencies what line to take. Uh, I understand there 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 will certainly be more than one line that arises, even though they mostly may be combative towards the cryptocurrency market. I I understand multiple lines will probably rise up. Number two. Uh, the order will ask the State Department to ensure that American cryptocurrency laws align with those of U.S. allies. That's an interesting one, having a sort of a Bitcoin NATO coming up. Uh, and three, that, that'll be in the way, by the way. That, that'll be something that'll make lots of headlines very soon because that's going to drag us into all sorts of shit. Uh, and finally, just by the way, the war on terror continuing is what the point of that will be. And finally, number three. It will request that the Justice Department look into whether a new law is needed to create a new currency. That's according to Reuters. So they are now um, officially tapping to see if they've got the legal precedent, uh, because obviously the Justice Department cannot. I certainly don't expect them to recommend things from an economic sound standpoint. I expect them to, uh, to issue understandings from in terms of justice and law. Uh, they are now looking to see if there's a legal pathway to creating a new currency. So you'd better believe 
this new currency is on the way and it will probably be the source of the next moral panic after the Ukraine thing is over. Um, we will continue to look at how sanctions work and evaluate whether or not there are liquid leakages and we, if we have the possibility to address them. That was Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, the frog herself. She, fi she finished that statement with, I often hear cryptocurrency mentioned and that is a channel to be watched. I thought that was cute. I liquid often hear crypto just meaning that people are allowed to use the money they own. Yeah, liquid leakage. Me, yeah, meaning they're using it uh, in a way that is not trackable and or difficult to track. It's, it's, yeah, that's not the liquid leakage I'm used to. <laughs> it's probably not the one that Janet Yellen is used to either. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. We're gonna go back to Ukraine now. Well, actually, Russia or probably the same country in a few weeks. Who knows? What's the difference? Yep. Uh, the Ukraine-Russia bit has, this is from a Ron Paul article, incidentally. Um, love love you, Ron. Glad you're still writing, still writing as good as always. Ron is beating the drum. He says the Ukraine-Russia bit has fully replaced COVID as America's latest excuse for rising prices. As of now, the Fed appears to be going through with a modest rate increase this month, but because of the Ukraine crisis, the increase is smaller than expected. The Ukraine crisis also is going to provide an excuse for Congress to do what Congress does best, increase federal spending. Biden requested an additional $10 billion to emergency uh, aid to Ukraine. Congress is going to approve it very quickly, and it's probably not going to be the last time that they issue emergency money to Ukraine. It's also for certain that lobbyists in the military-industrial complex are already explaining reasons why you, the Ukraine crisis justifies a military budget increase. And over the past two years, we certainly have seen many Internet companies that have done the bidding of deplatforming people who express skepticism over vaccines and alternative treatments, even when presented with counter-evidence. Uh, these companies are certainly going to help once again to deplatform those who question or are suspected of questioning the official narrative. It's quite interesting. Uh, this time, a lot of disinformation is is leaking through a lot of liquid leakage in that department, but but they are doing everything they can to work uh, on this deplatforming thing quicker than they did with COVID. Even considering all of this, gentlemen, I think it's time that Timeline Earth officially pronounce the end. Of the coronavirus. Let's do now. it. Let's do it for now. <laughs> for now. It's the end. I think there's a no better time to do it. Two year anniversary. Two year four anniversary. year anniversary of Timeline Earth, Bird. Holy moly. Well, you're including, I'm including Friends Against Government podcast very aspects. cheaply, but yeah, yeah. That would be God, that's weird, man. Yeah, it's Hold on. systems. Hold on. Did we like, did we basically it start the four year anniversary of that? Should it? You guys no, started in 17, right at, didn't you? 18, I believe. No, 18. I, yeah, 18. But also, I think it's very interesting that well, did we start? I'm pretty sure it was cast? 17. No, no. 17 being car met. It took us a while to. Oh, you know what? Wait. No, that can't be right, though, because the yeah. Anarchy group ball chat was going on during the Republican primaries before yeah. Trump, wasn't it? So yep. were we at five years? I think they're coming up on five. Oh, Take another hit, bird. <laughs> Do we? Maybe. So, is it? Where, where's the elf? Can we get someone to vet this for us yeah. real quick? Check the, the time on the time on Earth historian. Wow, that's a really that's really placing. I don't know what that that does for me, but it certainly tells me something about half a decade of probably some of my favorite times. But not to reminisce too much, we have to, gentlemen, pronounce the end of the coronavirus here. Yes, as Carl yeah. said, two years. Um, and, and and to that end, I collected a thread by one. Sir Thadwick of Hoddleton, who goes under the handle at GigaThad, who organized a list of things the COVID regime expects you to forget now that the parade is over. Those things, I picked out 10 of them, 10, ten that I thought were going to be juicy. They are... <clears throat> Thousands dead in elder care facilities, the torturing of beagles and shooting rescue dogs, the pronouncement that you can only kiss a date if you and your partner are both vaccinated, the pronouncement that if you think you have COVID and got a negative PCR test regarded as having COVID and self-isolate, 
the Thanksgiving Day guidelines. You remember, no more than three people, no more than two hours, avoid singing. The severe winter of illness and death that CDC studies initially suggested that vaccinated people could not carry the virus. That Ronald McDonald House evicted unvaccinated people. That <laughs> surgery that. that surgery denials were based on vaccination status. Mm. That one, that that one hits a, close to home. Very and, close. Oh boy. And that there was a rapid explosion of delays in speech development among children. That'll all be forgotten now because of some hunk who leads the country of Ukraine or something like that. I, I don't I don't really know. Uh, but but we will forget about that. He's one of those um, uh, banked people. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, on that note, uh, Russia has actually become the most sanctioned nation in the world. It's um, pretty nuts how, how <laughs> separated they've become from like everything in a matter of days. The fact on that February... they were able to create a turtle economy basically over the course of one week, though, is pretty impressive. Yeah. Their economy is going to explode well, anyways because well, there's no way to yes. avoid that. This but is the a fact great been able segue to into how much we love China. Incredible. That's well, true. China yeah. is once again leading the world in China. In China. China. <laughs> yeah, China and Russia are uh, in talks about uh, Russia's going to settle things in the yuan now. Talking yes. about a uh, joint gold. Th- they've been talking about a joint gold-backed currency for yep. forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. China, Russia just entered China's sphere of influence. China. Which, yep. if you if you can picture geopolitics in any way. That's a major fucking problem for everybody who isn't a part of that block. That's a major problem. We'll see. Um, So, yeah, most sanctioned nation in the world. On February 22nd, Russia became the target of 2,778 new sanctions, uh, which brings them to a total of 5,530 sanctions, according to a global sanctions tracking database. The most recent companies to join in are American Express and Netflix. You cannot have Squid Game anymore. No more Squid Game. None for you. So, point of order, is it considered a sanction then when a privately held or nominally privately held corporation chooses to decline business? Uh, Yeah. Yes, it is. I think for the purposes of that study, probably. They want to... They want everybody to see just how bad Russia is, so they're Mm. going to throw everything at the definition sure. of sanction. Probably well, that, sure. the, uh, How, the, uh, however, they did the... poll other countries as well, and they found Russia jumped ahead of North Korea, Iran, <laughs> and Venezuela. <laughs> the so usual they, suspects. They then. did use a standard scale of measurement for comparing all countries. Just Sure. Just to but say. that wouldn't actually stop inflation from private company pullout, though, because none of those other nations have even really suffered that, except maybe Venezuela to a degree. Uh, all other countries will break when the U.S. breaks. So that's, to me, the way that I'm viewing it is it'll be a reverse break. Oh, uh, sure. It's definitely the, a de facto sanction. The, the boat, the boat drowns before the sailors, if you will. Um. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, Carr, mm-hmm. as the only... As the only guy that I know who could be considered a sovereign, mm-hmm. has Carcadia announced any sanctions on Russia, any support for the Ukraine? Last week we pulled you, you didn't take any action. You were looking to surveying the situation and the landscape geopolitically to see where Carcadia fit in the situation. Now that you've had a week's time to organize your thoughts, what will we be seeing as a response from Carcadia to this? You know, uh, many sovereign nations seem to act um, from pressure either from their constituents or from companies within uh, their sphere of influence uh, towards sanction. And, and at this time, you know, uh, the sovereign nation of Carcadia has not really felt any pressure for, uh, for enacting sanctions by companies such as, you know, for example, Coca-Cola or McDonald's. Um, they have not reached out uh, with any requests or demands. Um, it's almost as if, 
you know, to many, we, we don't even really exist, which is interesting. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I feel like that that places us in a, in a very strategic spot in the geopolitical landscape. Um, we are, we're just simply lurking and collecting resources. So no, well, at this time we are, we are not, uh, enacting any sanctions. That's interesting. Cause I have this report right here that says Carcadia imports 53% of its energy from Russia. Oh, wow. Oh, no. That, how did you get the report? <laughs> it's from a Google <laughs> doc. You accidentally yeah, shared. I, I accidentally <laughs> from the, uh, <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, well, car, as I like to call Carcadia, the Switzerland of Texas. Yes. We are, uh, looking forward to, uh, continuing to get updates from the great noble Republic of Carcadia um, or the monarchy of Carcadia, whatever NIM you're, 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 you're choosing. Um, did you have one? Did you have a polity title? We're going to start seizing yachts from Carcadian oligarchs. Yeah, what's... <laughs> I think we're going to go with monarchy. So the uh, monarchy. Hoppy- Hoppians will get on board with me. Sure. There you go. Boom, right there. Done. <laughs> Excellent. They're on. I got the uh, man. I got some puzzling stuff. A this is crazy. There was um. I was watching Fox as I do, as I as I often do. There it is. And I saw this is a crazy segment on Fox and Friends Friday night or Friday day rather. I saw a, a bullfrog who who learned how to speak. Hmm. So bullfrog who learned how to speak. He goes by the name of Lindsey Graham. Oh, Oh, the deranged, hawkish oaf, Lindsey Graham, who's reported to have frolicked around in bathroom stalls, gagging on cock and goes under the pseudonym (laughs) Lady G, has called on, quote, a Russian Brutus or more successful Colonel Staffenberg. He couldn't think of another ally of someone who assassinated somebody, by the way, to assassinate Vladimir Putin and, quote, do the world a great service. The rotten bloated peach also called on the United States to use massive economic sanctions, which will hurt the middle class American boycott Russian gas and oil, which will hurt the middle class American and provide military aid so the Ukrainians can defend themselves. How come citizens in this is very countries. surprising coming from Lindsey Graham. I never would yeah. have thought he'd, no, he'd right? adopt those surprising? positions. A real heel turn surprising. from his earlier years. Yeah. yeah, it's real surprising. How? Why is it that the American government goes out and gives weapons and drugs to communities that I'm not a part of and also other countries? You can just say that black people. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's Why? very frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating. What if they opened the armories to us? Mm-hmm. It'd be great. It's just we're basically Ukrainians. Yeah. Quote. Well, yeah, I mean, I got one of those patches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, look, I'm Ukrainian. <laughs> so I have no real further comment other than remember that like week and a half period after McCain died where MAGA was pretending Graham was based. No. You guys remember oh, yes. that? No, I do I remember don't. that. Uh, and uh, we, as uh, we were a MAGA podcast and we never bought into that. We were, we were he, uh, than that. he did something cool. Like, no. Telling a journalist to fuck off or something. Didn't he fuck a dolphin? For a second there. Didn't like, he have he... sex with a dolphin? No, that yeah, was I believe people so, yeah. at NASA. NASA had sex with a dolphin? Yeah, that's a whole nother thing, but there's no, I think Lindsey Graham had sex. The important thing to remember is that that initiative was led by black women. (laughs) That's true. Lindsey? That is kind of a black chick name. Anyway, um, the senator said that if Putin continues to be the leader of Russia, he's going to make all of you complicit with war crimes. Is this real or oh, oh, that's real? Yeah, yeah, really? that's real. Yeah, yeah, he's nuts. Uh, Free trip to the Hague. He's nuts and he loves to fuck. Lindsey Graham also responded to uh, the guy's name is like Anthony Antonov or Anatoly Anton. Get a better name, you douche. <laughs> he's the Russian envoy, Anatoly Antonov. Gag for Not long after. Lindsey Graham's personal. Lindsey Graham was accused by Anatoly Antonov 
that he was a, a Russia-phobe, Lindsey Graham goes on Fox News and says, Mr. Ambassador, you're supporting a war criminal. Your country is engaged in war crimes in front of the entire world. You're bombing innocent civilians using banned munitions. You have a record, your country does, of dropping barrel bombs in Syria. You've destroyed Chechnya with massive war crimes. You're committing war crimes in the Ukraine. You need to apologize to the world for how Putin has stolen your country blind, how they're dismembering a neighboring democracy called the Ukraine, called the Ukraine, and how they're killing innocent men, women, and children. You, my friend, are the one who needs to apologize. And when it comes to Putin, he should go to jail. Lindsey Graham's brave statement. A lot of crazy things going on with that. A lot of crazy things going on with that. Um, just if you wanted to know what was going on on the home front, Lindsey Graham is up to the same old bit. Now, one final Russia story, or actually an Irish story. Um, this guy might get King of the Week. I don't know if you're allowed to give King of the Week to lesbians, then you're going to hear no. who my King of no? no? Well, then, all right. All right. Make well, it a judgment call. This is my <laughs> Prince of the Week. This is like under the king. This is my Prince uh -huh. of the Week. Irish man arrested after driving truck through gate of Russian embassy. Police okay. in Dublin, Ireland have arrested a man who drove a truck through the gate of the Russian embassy in protest against the invasion of Ukraine. The incident what was his blood alcohol content? That, I think he was drunk, by the way. Right. I think he was Take drunk. I wrote, read, a, read a few stories, and one of them heavily implied that he was drunk. Uh, after he, uh, The incident occurred earlier on Tuesday, and that video, you can find it on Twitter, went viral. After he reverses through the gates, <laughs> the driver exits the vehicle, begins handing out anti-Russian leaflets, and says, I've done my bit, lads. It's about the time the rest of Ireland done their bit. <laughs> that's amazing isn't that great i don't even care what he stands for no nah, just, just the idea that driving your truck through an embassy right. is doing <laughs> your me, bit now, it, the rest, now they, right yeah and you're done that's all you gotta do that's how i think a lot of activists think is they're waiting for one moment yeah one yeah. hero yeah. moment so they can hang it all up that's also a great <laughs> line you can pretty much tack that on to any action like you can just do something absolutely heinous and then just be like all right that's me bit lads like people just people are like oh all right that's fine <laughs> it's it's a it's an illustration car of you and i looking at a clock that says 655 and it's just you and me on the google call waiting for aaron and it says i've done me bit lads in a text message to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right that's great now here's my king of the week or queen of the week if you will chicago mayor Lori lightfoot faces <laughs> oh. a new lawsuit that claims she defamed a former park district attorney with obscenities while discussing the previously removed Christopher Columbus statues in the city. George Smirnotius. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I, which I don't even That's know. Don't believe you. That's I don't believe you. Give it one more shot. I got to hear it one more time. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try it again. The guy is Greek. The guy is Greek. You don't George... Know. Smyrniotis. All right. George Smyrniotis. Smyrniotis. Okay. Are we All sure right. the Greeks are real people? No, no, that's, that's a different episode. episode. Whatever name. I don't know if they passed the white test either, by the way. The Smyrniotis. Smyrniotis. Smyrniotis sounds like smear my anus. Old Smeary boy. Uh, Smyrn. George Smyrn. Smirniotis, the Park District's former attorney, said that he was forced to resign after Lightfoot. And she's got a fucking gnome's name, Lightfoot, which we've never actually talked about. Hold on. Carr. We are forced to respect that name because of Gordon Lightfoot. Ah, uh, okay. Fair, fine. Okay. No relation, I, I assume. No, no relation. <laughs> but convenient covering, sister. Sister. 
after Lightfoot's alleged comments, the lawsuit, you know, basically, the suit said that Smyrniatis was <laughs> negotiating with the Joint Civic Committee of Italian Americans to potentially bring the Columbus statue back for the parade in October of 2021. The lawsuit reads, I read the lawsuit, it's a fascinating document. The lawsuit reads, nonetheless, on the Zoom call, the defendants proceeded to berate and defame the plaintiff by saying the plaintiff that, quote, so this is basically Lori Lightfoot says to Smyrniaudius this. You dicks. What the fuck were you thinking? You make some kind of secret agreement with Italians? What are you doing? You're out there measuring your dicks with the Italians, seeing who's got the biggest dick? What? You're out there stroking your dicks over the Columbus statue? I'm trying to keep Italian... I'm trying to keep Chicago police officers from being shot and you are trying to get them shot my dick is bigger than yours and the italians i have the biggest dick in chicago where did you go to law school did you even go to law school do you even have a law license you have to submit any pleadings to john Hendricks for approval before filing john told you not to do a fucking thing with that statue without my approval Get that fucking statue back before noon tomorrow, or I am going to have you fired. What? The lawsuit continues. That's the an many... A-plus tirade. Jeez. Dude, it's excellent. For I will talk about it. So that's second. Lori Lightfoot? We'll talk about it in a second. That was Lori Lightfoot okay. saying that. And she wants the statue back? She wants the statue put away. Oh, okay. They tried to bring the statue back. Mm -hmm. She wants the statue put away. The lawsuit continues. Of the many crude, insulting, false, and disrespectful statements that the defendants made about the plaintiff, the following are defamatory per se because they impute that the plaintiff lacked an ability to perform his job duties, imputed a lack of integrity for his job performance, and prejudiced him with his, um, in his profession. So these are what they're alleging were de defamatory. Where did you go to law school? Did you even go to law school? Oh boy. Do you even have a law license? You're not to submit to any pleadings. Uh, to you're, You have to submit any pleadings to John Hendricks before filing. John told you not to do a fucking thing with that statue without my approval. Also, the lawsuit reads, on October 9th, 2021, when defendant Lori Elaine Lightfoot, mayor of the city of Chicago, met with a representative of the Italian-American community, as alleged above in paragraph 28, defendant told rep the, the representative that, quote, I am going to get the guy that made that agreement, referring to the plaintiff. As good as this story agreement. is, I got to hop off the call, guys. Thanks for having me. See right. you, pause. See you, pause. See you, pause. As a proximate result of defendants' false and outrageous per se defamatory statements, plaintiff's reputation was damaged. He was portrayed in a false light. His ability to work was impaired, and he was forced to resign on February 2nd, 2022, and he suffered a loss of income, reduced pension, and suffered great emotional distress. I would be suffering great emotional distress, too, if she tore into my asshole like that. With a See, dick like that, yeah. Don't for you me, love to hear it? For me, when when your boss starts talking crazy like that, that gives you free reign to start saying whatever you want to say because he she's already did. Ah, uh, maybe. I, he I mean, he's did. suing. Like he's turning around and suing her. Like that's that to me is a bitch move. What he should have done <laughs> is turned right around and laid into her. He should like, have. He should have been like, "All right, take those pants down. Let me see it. We want to see it. We want to no, like see she, that dick." She we, broke the seal. She she broke we the disrespect seal, and like you got to put your dick on the table when that happens. Exactly. Put that, Elaine, dick table now, Elaine. Now. Let's see who has the biggest dick in Chicago.
Let's Wouldn't see. it be great if Lori Lightfoot like embodied the Chicago style and like talked like a 1930s mobster? She does. She sounds like this. Have you ever heard her talk? <laughs> no, I don't think I ever she have. She sounds like this. I've got the biggest dick in the city of Chicago. I got the biggest dick here, like. see? Yeah, well, she can't do that because her voice is literally too deep. She's got a massive pair for sure. Yeah. Uh, I got one more, gentlemen. I got one okay. more story to round out the uh, day. I think we're putting in a good day of work here. One final story. How big is Lori Lightfoot? I mean, sorry to... 5'1", maybe. Seven inches. Yeah. Seven. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest dick in Chicago. Uh, brutal. Uh, yeah, well, uh, cold place. Uh, Lori Lightfoot, height. 5'2", yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, one, all right. well, one source tripod. says five five. One <laughs> yeah. source says five one. One source says five two. So we got a little bit of variation, but everybody seems to think she's on the sort of the, the shorter side. Under five and a half feet. Under five and a half feet without a single doubt in my mind. I'm, I'm under five three, certainly. Under five three, certainly. Well, we got one more story. So speak now forever hold your peace about Lori Lori's light foot. We're done. We're good. This is a story I think we need to be tracking, boys. This is one of those stories that uh, mean, uh, you know, it would, it's a cult. It's uh, freakish, esoteric even, scary. Talk about Childerberg? No. <laughs> Denver is what I'm talking about, Aaron. The Denver police are investigating the theft of a box containing human heads from a parked freight company truck. Officials said Saturday the box was being transported for medical research purposes. The police wrote in an email. Someone broke into the truck while it was parked between Wednesday afternoon and Thursday morning. Quote, it's the type of headline you might see on the onion. I read it over and was like, is this real? That's Kevin Chanel who lives in the neighborhood. Quote, I couldn't wrap my mind around what you would do with something like that if you had intentionally stolen it, Chanel said. Karen Goodson also frequents the area of the theft. Quote, it's pretty weird, and I thought it was pretty horrible. I would donate body parts, and for someone to steal them desecrates these people. <laughs> yes, Aaron. Yes, Aaron. Aaron is I raising just, his hand in the program. To see what would happen. Oh, <laughs> Test, testing the functionality. Oh, okay. boy. Both Goodson and Chanel are puzzled by what would compel someone to do this. I don't know what to think of it, to be honest. I was kind of hoping it was a mistake. My guess is that they were stealing some sort of expensive medical equipment or something worth money, not cadavers. But the blue and white box that was stolen was marked with a label that said exempt human specimen. A dolly from the truck was also stolen. Was it in like a does medical it say anything about freight. like a refrigeration truck or something? Medical freight, yeah. All right. Yeah. Medical freight. Huh. That's a I don't know, guys, that has all of the soundings of something we're going to hear about four years from now and be like, wow, I can't believe the Taos, New Mexico thing aligned with that kid, that stealing of those heads. I totally forgot about that. That Taos, New Mexico. It's thing. all coming together, my man. It's all that scarlet together. thread, baby. It's all coming together. Yeah, that's something we really got a cranium theft. We're going to have to keep an eye on because it's it, it's delicious. It's very delicious. Mm. Um. Shout out to Britney Spears. We're here for you, Queen. Your yeah. life has been difficult up to this point. Point. Um, you're not alone, Queen. Uh, and anything you boys have to add? Any other final hits, notions, thoughts? I'm just hoping that next week the Ukraine thing's done. That's pretty much it. Mm. You want to take a bet? I just no. All right. I just hope I don't have to pay $70 to fill my Subaru Forester. Good grief, like, man. Yeah, gas prices are going six, up, huh? How about six, that? 60 is fine, but 70 is a little much. <laughs> how about that? It is 
it keeps going up by me. Like I get a, t it's like 10 cents more every day. I'm just looking at it. Like when will it ever stop? It hasn't yet. It hasn't yet. It won't. Um, man, that's all I've got. That's all folks. Yeah. That, that's all folks. That's all. For oh, wait a minute. Maybe I'll play the audio for this. So the listeners can listen to this. To close out, here's my other king of the week. A Florida man, is how the article begins, who was stopped for speeding, came up with a great excuse. The POV body cam cop shows the sheriff's deputy approaching a white car, whereupon he informs an oblivious motorist that he ran a stop sign and was going 50 and a 30. When asked why he did it, the unnamed driver said he was distracted by the news that Russia had invaded the Ukraine that day. Quote, <laughs> I found out that Putin said he was going to launch nuclear thermal war against the world, sputtered the motorist while he rifled through his papers. I was trying to get back to my house to find out what was going on. I'm freaking out here, guy, okay? I got <laughs> I'm freaking out here, guy. <laughs> so shout out to the unnamed Florida driver. Yeah, that's what a good. great excuse. What a great yeah. way to take it. <laughs> freaking out here, guy. Okay. <laughs> freaking out here, guy. <laughs> That is good. I like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anything? I mean, you know, are we, is this is that good? Is that, are we? How was? Um. Did you see Biden? He was in the the yeah, neighboring city of Carcadia. Uh, yeah, he's, he's in the neighboring city of, city Fort, of Worth. Fort Worth. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. I don't know. No, I didn't see him. He didn't come to Carcadia, and I, I haven't ventured. Any uh, traffic? Uh, any uh, uh traffic in Fort Worth? I don't know. I you know I haven't left Carcadia. You don't go there much. Been, no. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I've got to leave. What's, what's up? the racial demographic of Carcania Car? Well, then we're back to the German Jew thing. Uh, really, it's it's kind of a big question uh, what the racial makeup is here. We um, haven't really issued 23andMe tests to our citizens yet, but at some point, maybe that that should. Like on your census, it just says Car Caucasian, Jewish, or non-Hispanic. <laughs> Car yeah. Car Carcadian. Carcadian, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I suspect right. the racial makeup. If I were just if I were spitballing, I would I would bet the racial makeup is sixty percent Ashkenazi, twenty percent German. You're in a uh, fucking de demographic winter. 15% Polish. That would be, Man, why that would does your immune guess. system work? Why do you have a good immune system? You know. be kind of canceling out. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I guess if that's, uh, if that's all we got, I'll, uh, I'll get, I'll, I'll start boiling. I'll start, I'll start digging into the, the racial makeup of, uh, where did you go to law school? Did you Me? even go to law school? <laughs> did you even get a law license? I got the biggest I got the biggest dick in this city, see? Okay. You ever see a redwood? Yeah, it's like a redwood without the bark, see? <laughs> All right. Until next week, keep two hands on the wheel. Squaw. See?